Hello, and thank you for joining the Aaron Warner podcast on iCode Media. Today, I reminisce and ruminate about a podcast episode that I listened to uh, from my good friend Lori Sorensen on risk and change, um, and share uh, my thoughts and an observation I had on a recent flight. I uh, want to hear from you, so please join the conversation by leaving a comment, uh, sharing the conversation with a friend, and of course, leaving a five-star review. Also, be sure to support those who support us. This year, we proudly introduced the Life Meter to our practice in response to our staff's passionate demand for enhanced patient care. Their firsthand experience with the Life Meter underscored the crucial link between proper diet, carotenoid supplementation, and visual health and performance. Our front desk team now measures every patient's skin carotenoid levels, providing valuable education on each score and the significance of carotenoids in ocular performance and health. The result? Patients love the enhanced experience, and our MacuHealth sales have doubled since implementing LifeMeter. To discover more, contact your MacuHealth representative or click on the link in the show notes. Recently, a friend and mentor of mine, Dr. Lori Sorensen, was on a podcast talking about risk and how she manages risk. And that got me thinking. Uh, Lori has one of the largest practices, uh, single location practices that I'm aware of, and certainly one of the most successful optometry practices in the country. And one of the things that I truly love about Lori is also one of the things that I believe has made her so successful, and that is that she is not afraid to try new things, uh, and certainly not afraid to challenge the status quo. Lori isn't okay with just being successful, Lori needs to uh, be more successful. And for her, it's not a, a monetary thing, but a, a drive to do better and a drive to try new things, a drive to provide better for her patients, uh, to provide better for her team. And, uh, and she just loves to challenge uh, with a goal of, of improvement. And that's, I, I love talking with Lori. I love hearing and listening to Lori speak because of uh, that quality that she has. Now, previously on uh, the podcast, I've talked about my office having three core values that really drive all of our decision making and actions. Uh, I don't like mission statements, but I do uh, really like these core values. And those values are quality care, individual responsibility, and change. Uh, today, I thought I'd talk a little bit about change, partly because I listened to Lori's podcast uh, on a recent flight that I had and uh, had some observations on that flight that I would like to share. Uh, but first I wanna talk about how I view change. We used to call uh, our core value positive change, but what was interesting is that word positive in there really slowed us down uh, because we were so worried about the change having a net positive impact on the practice that we were stuck with analysis paralysis. We looked at all of the variables um, trying to make sure that we capitalized on uh, all the positives and we tried to minimize any negatives. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it was the right thing to do and that we had thought through everything before we put the, uh, the change into effect. Um, so we were stuck not uh, pulling the trigger, if you will, uh, because we were too busy analyzing. And so we dropped the word positive and uh, now our core value is just change. Of course, we're always trying to have positive change. I think that's the goal. Uh, but I didn't want to slow us down 
uh, through that analysis paralysis. Uh, sometimes you just have to make a decision uh, to, to change things and take some risks. Um, not willy-nilly, there's a system we have in place, uh, but you've got to just try. And the, uh, the, the biggest difference between a, a good decision and a bad decision, or a good direction rather, and a bad direction is just another decision. Right? If we implement something that is not working out how we'd like, we can certainly make a, uh, a different decision and change again. So we're constantly looking to do better and, uh, and get better. So you've got to just jump in the, the deep end, maybe not knowing if things will work out how you planned or not. And if your experience is anything like mine, they really never work out how I planned them. In fact, most of the time they work out a whole lot better. Um, so when, uh, when we talk about change in the office, we talk about taking risks and, and really making the decisions with that goal and that uh, vision of constantly improving. So one of the things that, uh, that we do to make sure that those changes uh, are, are implemented successfully is we've got a system. Now I believe that everybody has systems and most of our systems, if they weren't uh, put into place with, uh, with focus and effort and uh, time, then those systems probably aren't very good, but everybody has a system. And so we've taken time to constantly reevaluate our systems and our system now, when we look to uh, put something into place, uh, make a change in the office, uh, is this. We have a goal on what the outcome will be. We don't necessarily uh, plan the steps or the journey, but we have a, a goal of the outcome. Think of a trip. I want to get from San Diego to Chicago. So the outcome is getting to Chicago uh, in the most efficient and timely manner. The, uh, uh, it could be I want to get to Chicago and enjoy the, the route and stop at a bunch of different places along the way and enjoy the journey. Uh, two very different uh, outcomes. One is getting to Chicago efficiently and quickly. The other is enjoying the journey along the way, but we want to make sure whatever that case is that we've got a, a very clear outcome. And then we want to establish what the metrics or KPIs that we can monitor uh, that, uh, that progression towards that outcome. So if I'm looking to get to Chicago in the most efficient way possible, I want to see, well, what's the, the, the different uh, time frames I can get there in? How fast can I get there? If I want to enjoy the trip, well, maybe I need to uh, look at different opportunities and things to see along the way. Um, and so we want to make sure we've got really clear measurables uh, that we can, can judge our success on um, because emotion can, can toy with us sometimes. And we want to make sure that we don't ignore the emotion, but we certainly look at the, the numbers or the measurables uh, that can't lie to us to make sure that we're on the right track. And if we're not, it tells us where we can improve and where our opportunities are. We also want to make sure that ahead of time we've set time out to uh, and schedule time to stop and really evaluate the metrics and how we're doing along the way with uh, implementing this change. Um, and if we don't set that time up, it doesn't happen. So we want to schedule that time. Uh, no different than a patient that uh, has glaucoma that we've put on uh, drops. Uh, we need to bring them back to make sure that the drops are working. We need to, to schedule time to verify and, and take those measurements. So when we implement change in the practice too, we need to set that time and schedule that time uh, ahead of time. Now, once we've got a clear goal on what we want the outcome to be, what, we, what our measurables or our KPIs are, and we've got uh, a time frame. Uh, not only to implement that goal, uh, but uh, time along the way to 
to set and evaluate how we are in the journey. Um, we bring in everybody that's uh, going to be a part of that process, everybody that involves, all the team members that that involves, and we ask them to develop the roadmap. Uh, we don't uh, give them the roadmap and say, this is how we're going to do it. We give them the outcome and the measurables, and we ask them to really develop how we get to, uh, uh, to that outcome we want, how we get that positive net effect. And I think this does a couple of things for us. One, this leverages the strengths of the team um, and really gives us a lot of critical insight from those that are on the front lines, from those that are, are doing it day in and day out. Uh, if I'm implementing something in the optical, I don't sell glasses. Uh, I don't run through the process. I don't collect the money or charge out or calculate the, the managed vision care benefits. Uh, my opticians do that. My team does that. So I want to make sure that they have a really good input into what that outcome looks like or what that process looks like rather not the outcome i've established the outcome but what that process looks like uh, because they know the pitfalls they know what's uh, going to work better um, because they're doing it day in and day out it also gives them ownership if they're developing the roadmap if they're developing the plan of action um, they take responsibility because they had a part in developing it um, it's it's them it's part of it's, it's their little baby um, and so it helps give them uh, them ownership, and it certainly helps with buy-in. Now, we get buy-in no matter what, because at the end of the day, uh, as owners of the practice, we've decided this is what we're going to do. Um, but buy-in by force doesn't by any means give us the the outcomes and the uh, the emotional buy-in that buying in um, by having uh, them help develop the process and develop the roadmap does. So we really want to involve them. Uh, we also involve them in the uh, those meetings with the, looking at the KPIs and the measurables along the way. And we tell them what those measurables are. So we've got the expectations. They know what they're um, they're going to be held accountable for, and you know what a, a what a win looks like and uh, what not winning looks like. Um, we also uh, allow for some complaining. Um, anytime uh, we implement change, it's never easy. Uh, as humans, I think we are wired to appreciate the status quo. And uh, so whenever there's change, there's always some negative feelings around it. So we certainly allow time uh, for those feelings to be expressed and shared. Um, and we want to make sure that everyone's on the, uh, on the same page. And so they all get a chance to express their, their feelings, positive and negative. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we go forward as a, uh, as a unifying team to, uh, to implement that change. So where does my observation from my recent flight come in? Uh, so after uh, I listened to Lori's podcast, I was deboarding the plane in Denver. Uh, I never really paid attention to the folks that clean the plane, uh, but I did uh, this particular time and noticed that there were uh, eight individuals who were helping to clean the plane. And what struck me was the way they were doing it. Uh, they were doing a very good job of not getting in the way of all the passengers deplaning. Most of us had connecting flights, and so getting off your plane is very important and can be stressful and nerve-wracking. But what I noticed was that uh, the first four individuals that were cleaning the plane, uh, two on each side, were going into each row and just pulling the trash out of the seat back pockets in front of them and putting on putting the trash on the seat. Uh, that's all they were doing, going into each of the seat back pockets, pulling out the trash, putting them on the seat, and then leapfrogging uh, rows. Uh, 
and they were doing this uh, pretty efficiently and pretty quickly um, and all while making sure they uh, they stood out of the way of those of us getting off the plane behind those uh, four individuals two on each side there were two more uh, people and they just had a bag and they were going down the rows picking up the trash that was on the seat and putting it into the trash bag and they would do one row and then they would do the next row and the next row um, and then behind them the last two individuals one on each side of the uh, of the plane uh, had the little stick vacuum uh, vacuums um, little dyson like vacuums that were uh, were vacuuming the floors um, as needed and going down now if you would have asked me to, to develop a plan to clean the plane i think i would have given all eight people or at least six of those uh, a bag and said you know just go start picking up trash and then uh, the last two would come through with their with their vacuums uh, i would never have thought to have half my team just pulling out trash from behind the seat pockets uh, and uh, and setting it up uh, doing what they were doing uh, i was struck by that and uh, what struck me by it was that they probably this team probably developed that system on their own now i'm Future flights, I'm going to be watching to see if that's the, the case, if others, uh, other cleaning crews operate the same way. But I was really impressed by how efficient this team worked together. And I'm curious how they developed that system. And one of the other things I noticed was um, how every person seemed to know exactly what their role was. Um, they there really wasn't talking amongst them uh, as far as directing on roles. They were chatting as, as co-workers chat, but not telling each other what to do. Uh, and they were trusting each, each other that those that were picking up the trash and putting it in the bag weren't looking in the seat back pockets to make sure that their the team ahead of them uh, hadn't missed anything. They were trusting that they got it all done. Um, so I really thought that was a, a kind of a neat observation. And, um, and it made me question, um, have we done enough to optimize what we do in our practice? Now, one of the things that I like to do in the practice, and it, uh, I'm sure it bothers all of our new team members for the first little bit until they understand the system, is to ask questions. And one of my favorite questions to ask is simply, why are we doing it this way? Whatever the task is, why are we doing it that way? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to do it the way that we're doing it. Um, and quite often the answer used to be, well, this is how I was taught or this is how we've always done it. And I've learned that both of those answers are not very good answers uh, because it doesn't show a deeper understanding of, of why we're doing the task the way we're doing it. Um, so when I ask why are we doing it this way, what I'm looking for, in addition to does it make sense, is is there a better way to do it? Is there a more efficient way to do it? Um, is, is there a more practical way to do it? Um, and uh, is, is there a, a way to do it that just helps us uh, with time. Is there a way to, uh, to do it leveraging technology that we might not have had you know, a few years ago, a few months ago? Um, are there new strategies that we can put into place? Is what we're doing now being received by our patients the same way as it used to be, rece used to be received by our patients? Um, I think that uh, previously, I'm going back decades now, uh, Patients came in and liked to spend time and talk. That's where, you know, we were one of their social connections for a lot of patients. Well, with everybody having a smartphone and social media, they don't need 
us for a social connection anymore. Um, at least not how they, they used to. Um, time and efficiencies are seem to be more taxing. We all seem to have less time to do things. And maybe when a patient you know, anticipated before spending a full hour in the practice, perhaps now you know, they're only looking to spend 45 minutes or so in the practice. And we need to make sure that we're maximizing uh, all of the efficiencies. We've also added a lot of new diagnostic testing, screening testing in the practice. And uh, what used to be a, a five or six minute pretest uh, when I was a kid that, uh, and working for dad, uh, where we took a, an Optos picture and an autorefractor and you know, maybe stereo and color vision. Um, now we've added a ton more testing to the, the pretest process, which is great for the patient. We're able to see more and, and pick up on more and help them uh, have a higher quality of life, but it also takes more time. So are we doing uh, those processes in a, a more efficient manner? Are we ordering glasses in a more efficient manner? Um, all of those different uh, processes that we have. And so the simple question of uh, are, why are we doing it this way and does it make sense uh, really has helped us look at all the different aspects of the practice to see what we can be doing better. And uh, uh, we've empowered our team to answer that question honestly. If there is a better way, then let's look at it. And if you have a better idea, let's evaluate it. And let's put it into practice. Uh, let's make that change based upon the principles that we had talked about previously. Um, and most of the time, it, it's a very positive outcome. Now, sometimes it's not, and that's okay. Because if trying a different way doesn't work out as well, then we know the way we've been doing it, it still is the best way that we've come across. I think that uh, one of the, the things that certainly I, I love about Lori and uh, lots of other mentors that I have, and one of the reasons I believe that we're so, so successful at our practice is because we're constantly looking for that better way. We're looking for uh, that next edge. It uh, not only keeps things uh, fun and exciting for us, um, but it's uh, also fun and exciting for patients. They like to see the change they like to see the updates or what's new it doesn't have to be huge but just what's new what's what's different um, it could be a fresh coat of paint it could be uh, the life meter that we just implemented at the front desk uh, which is another great example of, of change um, in fact that whole change was developed by my team who said we absolutely want this technology in the practice and uh, so we we brought it to them we talked through what it does the importance of measuring uh, skin carotenoid levels and how that affects uh, both the retina and overall general health um, and help them develop their own processes, help them develop a system on where they wanted to pretest everyone or test everyone with the, the life meter. In our case, it was at the front desk. Um, you know, what that language looked like, how it, uh, they were able to educate patients and make it a part of the positive experience. Um, did we make changes along the way? Absolutely. Uh, but those were changes and, and slight deviations to the process and improvements to the process came because we set time to measure what we had implemented. We had set clear goals, we set clear outcomes, and, um, and we're still constantly refining that process and, and others. Um, so one of the, the things that I really like about uh, our value of constant change and involving the team 
is the individual growth we see, the professional development we see within our team members, and um, and how for them uh, optometry and working in the practice has gone from being a job to being a career. When they're part of the process to create change, part of the process to drive improvements, they 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 no longer are just showing up for a paycheck. Um, they're there for a, a purpose. And I'd like to say that I can give them a purpose and that's helping patients uh, see better and, and be healthier, um, but they really have to, to internalize that purpose. And so for them, it, it may be those, it may be that they're able to, um, you know, test more patients and educate patients with, uh, with the, the life meter and learn more about uh, the importance of carotenoids in a healthy diet. Uh, maybe they just like the success and the feeling of success when they've uh, been the, the champion and leader of implementing a new program. Maybe it's learning a new skill set that, that they were able to do. Maybe it's having a goal and uh, achieving that goal. No different than any athlete, a soccer player. You know, they play the same game day in and day out, um, but, uh, but winning is, it drives them um, scoring goals or saving goals. And so uh, optician can sell glasses every day, but if they can uh, sell you know, more glasses or they can uh, uh, incorporate new technologies and embrace the new technologies and help educate patients with those, you know, it becomes a, a, an internal challenge that they have that they uh, can feel that success of winning on. So I'm um, curious to hear from you what, uh, how you implement change in your practice, which you, you look at change. Are you looking to implement change in the practice or are you, is your system designed around being happy and, and maximizing um, status quo? I'm always looking to do better. Hope you are too. So please share your comments. Let me know uh, what you think about implementing change in, uh, in your practice and look forward to next week. <music>